today's daf is Ksubistar Tzad Yalpan. I thank you again, Alicia, for uh, covering the daf while I was gone. We left off, Alicia left off, a few lines into the page on daf Tzad Yalpan Ralev. Three lines into the page of Daf Sadi Al We were in the middle of a discussion about uh, Moser Dinar in Ksubis Benindichrin, which is um, the, and the, and the we, were, we were describing a machlokis between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon. And the Gemara in today's Daf is going to have four different explanations of what that machlokis between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon might really be about with regard to Moser Dinar, which we'll explain again in a second exactly what Moser Dinar is all about. Then the Gemara is going to come to a Pesach Halacha with regard to the case of Achas Bechayev Achas Bemoso, and with regard to Moso Diner, and again, we'll explain all that again. And then the uh, Mishnah on the bottom of Amalif has a machlok as if Metaltalin can be considered Moser Dinar, but certainly that which is only Rotwi and not Muchzak, that which people are planning to receive as a later Yerusha from a grandfather who's still alive, or something like that, is definitely not considered to be Moser Diner. It would definitely have to be something that's already that's already Muchzak. If there was no Moser Diner, Misa, and then the karka became more valuable, and now at the time of the Chalukah, when they wanted to actually divide the property, now there is a Mosar Dinar, that's going to be a discussion on the bottom of Daf Tzadi Alfam and Aleph, and then we're going to have two different Machlokos Amorayim on Tzadi Alfam and Beis, whether a Lokeach can change the value of a field when dealing with a Balchov who's trying to confiscate the field from him, meaning I bought a field, now a Balchov of the seller comes to take the field from me, can I say, well, to me, this field is worth X amount of money, and therefore if you're going to take this from me, you have to view it on my, on my terms and, uh, and treat it as if it's worth that enhanced, that increased amount of money. And then uh, on the, toward the bottom of the page, Gemara is going to discuss is someone who had land taken for part of a chovavian, let's say their father was owed $100, so the guy that was owed the money came and took $50 worth of land, and then the Yisomim pay him $50 to get the land back, can the guy turn around and say, okay, now I'm taking the land back again for the other $50? And that relates to the mitzvah of Yisomim to pay the chovavian, to pay the money that their father was, was owed, and the daf is going to conclude with a couple of cases of people who sell land, shaloba achrayus, and then one to go and collect it themselves and not reimburse the person because after all it was sold Shalobachrai. So in order to begin this whole discussion, let's just uh, again quickly review some of the basic concepts, the concept of Moser Dinar and the concept of Achas Pachayov Va'achas Bemoso. The, uh, the, 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 the din of Achas Bechayev Achas Bemoso relates to a man who marries two women. One of them dies while the man is still alive. So a woman who dies while the man is still alive does not collect the ksuba, but the, the man is Yoresh, that woman, but her children are, are uh, supposed to receive a ksubas benedichrin. They're supposed to receive whatever, the, the, whatever their grandfather had given to the marriage, to the mother to bring into the marriage. So the man is going to yarshin his wife but that money should be designated specifically for her children from him and not for his other for his other children. So one woman dies while the man is still alive. And then the second woman dies after the man the man dies. Now the woman who dies after the man dies was entitled to her regular ksuba. So in that situation, the 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 children of the first woman want to get the ksuba spinadikrin. The children of the second woman just want to get the regular ksuba that their mother was was really owed. That's what we call 
Achas b'chayev va'achas b'mosah. And there's a machlokas, there's a discussion whether the takana of ksubas b'nindichrin applies in a situation of achas b'chayev va'achas b'mosah. Why wouldn't it apply in a situation of achas b'chayev va'achas b'mosah? Because there's a concern that they're going to come to, uh, to, to fight over it, that there's going to, it's going to come to, to lead to a fight. Because the children of the second woman are going to collect the ksub of their mother for, as, as, as a chov imam, as an actual chov that the mother was, uh, was over. That she was that she was actually owed the ksuba as soon as her husband died, and she was still alive when her husband died. Whereas the children of the first woman are coming to collect the ksuba mikach yerusha saav as ksuba spinin as yerusha. So there's room to have argued that in that situation the chum would never have been masakim ksuba spinin because the children of the second woman are going to fight with the children of the first woman and say that they're not maskim to the that that that, that someone else should collect b'toras yerusha. Saviyam as a Yerusha that the fir- the children of the first woman should collect as Yerusha. So nevertheless, that's the discussion whether we still apply the uh, the takan of ksubas minadichrin in that place. So what we suggested at the end of the daf yesterday was that this is actually a machlokas in a brisa between Rabbi Shimon and the Tanakama because the brisa had spoken about where a man marries a woman and then she dies and then he marries a second woman and he dies before her. So the children of the second woman come la and collect their mother's ksuba, according to the Tanakama, but the children of the first woman cannot collect the ksuba spinindukrin, apparently no matter how much money was left in the estate. But Rabbi Shimon says, as long as there's Moser dinar, as long as in addition to the two ksubas, there's still going to be some money that's left over to divide properly, to divide the way one would uh, normally divide an estate with normal dinar. Yerusha, then Elu Notlin Ksubas Iman, Ve Elu Notlin Ksubas Iman. The Bnei Ashnia could collect their mother's Ksuba as a chov that they're actually owed, and the Bnei Arishana could collect their mother's Ksuba Spinin Dichrin. But if there's no Moser Dinar, if you don't have an extra extra money beyond the value of those two Ksubas that they're owed, then it's just going to be Cholk and Beshava. Then we ignore the Ksuba Spinin Dichrin, they take the estate and they split it with normal Dinar Yerusha, but the normal Dina Yerusha have to be honored at, in some way, according to Rabbi Shimon. So what we suggested was that it seems to be that they're arguing about this very issue of Achas B'chayi V'achas B'moso. That Rabbi Shimon holds Achas B'chayi V'achas B'moso has a Ksubas B'nedichrin, and the Tanakhama says Achas B'chayi V'achas B'moso does not have a Ksubas B'nedichrin. So Gemara said, no, no, that's not at all what's going on. Achas B'chayi V'achas B'moso, everyone agrees, has Ksubas B'nedichrin. Over here, the whole discussion was the uh, suggestion of what the machlokes between Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon is was about if you have uh, if you have a dinar of uh, the extra dinar the moser dinar was from karka and that's really the machlokes that the Tanakam holds that it's only if that extra dinar was from karka then we say that the, there's still ksubas min but if the extra dinar was only metaltalin there's no ksubas min whereas Rabbi Shimon holds even metaltalin even if that extra dinar that extra amount of money that they're still going to do the regular Dina Yerusha with is from Metaltalin, even then we would still honor the Ksubas bin Indichrin. So we're holding three lines from the top of the page. Sadi Alpha Minalf, ask the Gemara, me, Matsis Amr Hachi, can you really say the Machloks of Shimon Tanakama is when you have that extra dinar of Karka and Rabbi Shimon holds that even uh, Moser dinar of Metaltalin is considered Moser dinar, whereas Tanakama holds no, only if the Moser dinar is Karka will there be a Ksubas bin Indichrin. But we're going to have a mission that says explicitly, 
Rabbi Shimon Omer, Afilu Yeshem Nechasim, She'en lehem achrayus, Einon klum ad she'esham nechasim she'esh lenechrayus yasal shteik subestina. Rabbi Shimon says explicitly, metatlin is not good enough. That having a moser dinar of metatlin does not suffice. You need a moser dinar of actual karka. So it's very difficult to say that the machlok tanakam and Rabbi Shimon in the brisa is that Rabbi Shimon holds metatlin is good enough when we have him explicitly on record in the Mishnah saying that metatlin is not good enough. So rather the Gemara says we're misunderstanding the machlok tanakam and Rabbi Shimon. And here's how to understand the machlokas properly. What they're arguing about is if you have a dinar, of an, but it's mashubatu balchov, you have that most of dinar, but it's mashubatu balchov, that's the machlokas tanakam and Rabbi Shimon. Marsava tanakama holds that only when that most of dinar is mibnechor in in, mimashabdi lo, only when that most of dinar is not mashuba to any other chavos, that's when uh, the, the children of the first wife, will be able to collect their Ksubus Menendichrin. But if it's Meshubah to someone else, then the Chacham were never Mesakein a Ksubus Menendichrin. Umar Safar and Rabbi Shimon holds Afilim Yimashabdi, that even if it's, um, if, if it's Meshubah to someone else, the Bnei Rishona could still collect their Ksubus Menendichrin. Says the Gemara, not so satisfied with that explanation either. Ihach, if we're talking about a case where the Moser Dinar is Meshubah to someone, and that's the Machlokas, Tanakama and, and Rabbi Shimon, so Rabbi Shimon Omer im im yesha moser dinar kevan shi yesha moser dinar mi Why is Rabbi Shimon's phrasing im yesha moser dinar, which makes it sound like Rabbi Shimon is being more machmir than the Tanakama? That the Tanakama in some in some way is telling us, nah, even if there's no moser dinar, still there's going to be ksubas min And Rabbi Shimon is coming to be machmir. It sounds like, and he's saying, no, no, only if there is a moser dinar, only then is there ksubas min But the way we're saying it right now is Rabbi Shimon is makil that not only does is a is a dinar of uh, that that's not meshubah to someone good enough. Even if the dinar is meshubah to someone else, that would also be good enough. So Rabbi Shimon is actually coming to be more mekel. The proper lashon then would have been kevan shiyesha moser dinar. Since in the end of the day there's a moser dinar, Rabbi Shimon should be saying, I don't care that it's meshubah to somebody else. That's enough to still keep the ksubas bin intact to still allow the bnei arishonik to collect their ksubas bin dichrin. So because of that kasha, the Gemara says we have to explain the machlokas Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon a third way. We have to we have to say we we have to reject this understanding of the machlokas and say that they're arguing about the following. What if it's not a dinar that's left after paying off the ksubas bin dichrin of the first? children and the ksuba of the second wife, there's still some money left, but it's less than a dinar. Is that is is there is is dinar a magic number, or is it just that there has to be something left for normal dina Yerusha to kick in? So Pachosmi Dinar Kamifli, that's what they're arguing about when it's less than a dinar. Marsavar Tanakama holds dinar in Pachosmi Dinar low, that it's only if there's a full dinar left, but if it's Pachosmi Dinar, they were not they were not massacring Ksubaspinadikrin, and therefore only the the uh, children of the second woman will collect their mother's ksuba. Marsavar afilupachos mi dinar. And Rabbi Shimon holds, it's not, it doesn't have to be a dinar. As long as there's something left for regular Yerusha, the, uh, the, the children of the first woman will be able to collect the ksubas from Dechren. Mar says, no, nah, we're not satisfied with that explanation of the machlokas either. Because for Rabbi Shimon, dinar ka'amar. It's hard to say that Rabbi Shimon holds, you don't need a dinar when Rabbi Shimon actually used the word dinar. 
dinar. So it's very hard to say that that's lav dafka and that it really could be any amount of money. V'chit teman, if you're going to say epoch, maybe we should just say that this is what they're arguing about, if it's pachs midinar, but switch around the shitos and say that that, uh, that, that the machlokas is as follows, that the Tanakama holds, bayin baneh shalzuvenotlim, means the bnei rishonah will take the ksubas midinar, even if the moser, if the extra, is less than a dinar. And it's Rabbi Shimon that insists that the moser has to be dafka a dinar in order to collect the ksubas midinar. So Tanakama de masnisin nami dinar kamar. The says, no, you can't say that either, because the Tanakama Kama also used the word dinar. So just like we can't pin the shita of pachos mi dinar being good enough on Rabbi Shimon because Rabbi Shimon used the word dinar, you can't pin that shita on the Tanakama either because the Tanakama also used the word dinar. So if they're, they're both using the word dinar, clearly they both hold it has to actually be a dinar. So the Gemara says, so what is the machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon then? So the Gemara explains, that the machlokas between Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon is like we said in the first two explanations. Either they're arguing about a Moser Dinar that's metaltalin and not Karka, or they're arguing about a Moser Dinar that's Meshubal Balchov. I we already rejected it because it sounds that when the, the wording of Rabbi Shimon is different and uh, we, we had reasons to reject both of those explanations, says the Gemara. Yeah, we're, they're arguing about those issues, but instead of uh, understanding it the way we understood it the first time, the epoch switch around the shitos of Rabbi Shimon and Tanakama from the way we explained it uh, originally. Meaning, if they're arguing about a dinar of, uh, of, of uh, Mekarkai, uh, the machlokas would be as follows. That according to the Tanakama, even if that dinar is metaltalin, it is considered a Moser dinar. And Rabbi Shimon is the one that says, no, it has to specifically be Karka, it cannot be metaltalin. And if you're going to say they're arguing about a Moser dinar that's Meshubatu Balchov, the way we'd have to explain the machlokas is that according to the Tanakama, even if that Moser Dinar is Meshubatu Balchov, it is considered a Moser Dinar, and Rabbi Shimon is the one with the more exacting standards who says, no, that a Moser Dinar can only be if it's a Bnei Chorin, not if it's Meshubadin. So since uh, Rabbi Shimon is the one that's, that's L'Chumra, you can't ask the Kasha that, oh, he should have said Kivan Shiesham. No, he's actually being more Machmir. So as long as we flip around the Shitos, we're perfectly fine with explaining the Machlokas the way we explained it initially. So those, that's the way ultimately we explain this but at the end of the day what this conversation was about was about two things, it was about in general whether uh, when when one woman dies while the husband is alive and another wife dies while he's dead, does the first wife uh, is the first wife entitled to that's one of the issues we, we dealt with, and the other issue was the Moser Dinar, some details about Moser Dinar, so the Gemara comes to on both issues. The woman, the children of the first woman do receive the Ksubasmin We're not worried about any sort of fights that are going to break out between uh, the children of the second woman and the children of the first woman. We also paskin 
that even if there's no Moser dinar beyond the value of the two ksubas, as long as um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a dinar beyond the value of the ksubas that dinar, even if it's meshuba to the ksuba of, of the second woman, that is enough to fulfill the nachla daraisa, and the, the, the children of the first woman could receive the ksubas meaning you don't need a Moser dinar on the value of both ksubas, all you need is a Moser dinar beyond the value of the and that suffices for uh, for Yerusha, for Dina Yerusha to be fulfilled. So the Gemara says, okay, so we gave two Piskei Halacha over here. Is it necessary to mention both of these Piskei Halacha, or is one or the other good enough? So it says, Gemara, if it only would have told me the halacha, that there still is a even if one of the women dies while he's alive and one dies after he, after he dies, and it never would have told me the other psak halacha, that one ksuba is the mosardinar of the other one, meaning that as long as you're able to pay the full ksuba and you have at least one dinar left over for the ksuba of the second woman, that's good enough. So if it wouldn't have told me that, I would have thought that that second din is not true. I would have thought, in I would have thought that you need a Moser Dinar on both Ksubas. So Moser Dinar beyond just the Ksubas Mendechrin would not be good enough. That you need to be able to pay the Ksubas Mendechrin, pay the Ksubas Yishashniya, and then have a Moser Dinar. So I understand very well why you still need to tell me Ksuba Nasas Moser Lechavirta. Ella, but what I don't understand is Lishminin Ksubinas Mosel Chavirta Vana Yadanimishum Dachs Machayvachs Mosel Yishun Ksubus Mendechrin. If you tell me the second Psak Halacha that as long as you're able to pay off the Ksubus Mendechrin and have one dinar left over, that that's good enough, and that uh, and then you would still have to pay the Ksubus Mendechrin. So then, why is it necessary to tell me that in the case of Achs Machayvachs Mosel, there's a Ksubus Mendechrin? Of course, there's a Ksubus Mendechrin. The whole concept of Ksubinas Mosel Chavirta wouldn't make sense unless. There's a ksubasmin So why does it have to tell me both of these piskei alacha? Couldn't the Gemara have uh, have used its words more sparingly and have just given issued one psak alacha? And I would have been able to figure out the other psak alacha. So says Gemara now. Iashmin and Hachi. If it only would have told me the alacha that ksuba is mosel chavirta, we would not have necessarily learned that achas b'mosel va'achas va'achas b'chay v'achas b'mosel that there is a that the the children of the first woman Woman receive a ksubas mendechrin because hava amina. One might have thought that the din of ksubinas mosel chaverta is only if they both died during the husband's lifetime and they're therefore both collecting ksubas mendechrin. Kigon shenasa shalosh nashim. Case would be where the guy married three women umesu shtayim bechayev and two of those women die during his lifetime. So. The children of two of his wives are collecting Ksubasmin and Dechrin, Bimoso. And then the third wife dies after the husband dies. And that woman who dies after the husband dies and is actually entitled to, to collect her ksuba, Yoledas Nekevahi, happens to have a girl, a daughter, but no sons. And therefore, Vala Bas Yerushi, the halach is 
daughters are not yoresh when there are when there are sons daughters are not yoresh so the daughter of that third wo- woman is not really supposed to be yoresh her father she's only yoresh the ksuba of her mother that the father is chayiv to uh, to pay the mother so in that situation there's no chashash of katata bein yarshim we don't have to worry that there's going to be any sort of fight between the yarshim because all of the yarshim benichse av are uh, are in the same boat they're all trying to collect so that's where we say the din of of nas of ksuba nas mosel chaverta that if you pay the third daughter the the ksuba that fulfills the nachlada raisa. Avol achas bechayiv achas bemosel, but in a case where we had only one one uh, one one wife that died while the husband was alive and one that died after the husband died, v'hadulah acharmisa yolada zachari, and the one that died after the husband died had a baby boy, had a son who was who was. Uh, one might have thought that in that case we have to worry that they're going to get into a fight and therefore we don't want to uh, to, to, uh, to allow the Ksub Spin to be paid in that case that's when Marzutra had to tell us that in that case as well there's a din of Ksub Spin and we're not worried about any sorts of fights because the Bnei Ashniya also get uh, their Chelek in the, uh, the Nechassim Good, so that is the, the conclusion of the sugya of, uh, of the, the Mosar Diner, at least uh, for now. But now we're going to see in the Mishnah we continue a similar type of discussion. The Mishnah is going to talk about also, again, a woman who dies while her husband's alive and the, the, uh, the husband, Yarshin's the woman because she died uh, in her husband's lifetime and then the husband dies, so that's the the money that the husband, Yarshin, from his wife goes to her children, doesn't go to, uh, to any, any of his other children. And doesn't get split with the rest of Yerusha. So our mission is going to talk about if there's not, if you don't have an beyond giving that subsmendikrin, there's not going to be a dinar left of uh, regular Yerusha to be split amongst his Yarshim, then we're mevatel the whole concept of Ksubus Prindichin. There's got to be regular Yerusha as well. So says the Mishnah, Misha Yenasri a guy is married to two women, and one of them he has, let's say, Ksuba of a thousand Zuz, and the other one he has a Ksuba, let's say, of five hundred Zuz. So he owes uh, one of them a thousand Zuz, meaning the Ksubus Prindichin of one of them is going to be a thousand Zuz, the Ksubus Prindichin of the other one is going to be five hundred Zuz. So the children from one of these marriages are entitled to a lot more money than the children from the other one of these marriages, which means as follows that if we would just uh, cancel the whole Ksubus Minidichrin and just go with the regular Dine Yerusha one of these uh, w- there's going to be one set of children that's very happy and one set that's, that's very upset so it's in the best interest of the children who have a smaller Ksubus Minidichrin to forget about Ksubus Minidichrin let's try to get rid of that law and instead just go with the Yerusha regular Dine Yerusha where everything will be split evenly. The children who are are owed the thousands of in Ksubus Menendichrin certainly wants Ksubus Menendichrin to be operative over here because if it goes to Dina Yerusha they're each going to get 750 and that's not what they want. So a guy was married to a woman and one the Acharkach Umesu and both women died the Acharkach Mesu and then the husband died the Yisomim Vakshin Ksubus Iman and the Yisomim the children who, uh, who have a thousand dollar Ksubus Menendichrin want to collect their thousand dollars Ancham Elash take Subos. However, the entire estate was only worth fifteen hundred dollars. So if he honors the Subos Ben there's not going to be anything left. 
for regular Yerusha. Generally speaking, if there's not going to be anything left for regular Yerusha, we cancel Ksubus Mendech, and so everyone's just going to get 750. So Cholka, we're let's, leaving out Cheshbonos of Bechara and everything else. Let's just try to keep it even. So everyone's going to get, everyone's going to get 750. So the Allah is Cholka Meshava. Yeah, everyone gets 750. But what if you had $1,501 in the estate? Then Elu Notan Ksubasino Iman Ve Elu Notan Ksubasiman. Then the children who have the thousand dollar Ksubasmanadikhan will collect a thousand. The children who have the five hundred dollar Ksubasmanadikhan will collect five hundred. And that extra dollar, they'll split evenly. Fifty cents for one set of children, fifty cents for the other children. We're able to do the Ksubadar Raisa. We're able to do the Yerusha Dar Raisa in that case. What if the children who are owed a thousand dollars there's exactly fifteen hundred dollars in the estate, right? So now it's going to be split seven fifty, seven fifty. That doesn't make them very happy. They're supposed to get a thousand dollars. They say, "We'll tell you what. We'll contribute a dollar to the estate. We'll we'll add a dollar." So now that we contribute a dollar to the estate, so now we can get our thousand. Let our uh, half brothers get five hundred, and we'll split that last dollar fifty fifty. So Imamri, some of the some say, "Anaknu malim al avinu dinar." We're gonna be. We'll we'll give. We'll contribute an extra dinar to the state in order in order that we should be able to collect the full thousand we don't listen to them we don't uh, we don't say we evaluate the nechasim as they are in Beisden you can't just add to the uh, to the estate by uh, increasing its value or by overestimating its value or by contributing any extra money it doesn't work yeah you go with what this, the estate is actually worth based on an honest to goodness assessment in Beisden Let's say there are more. There's more properties that's going to that's going to be in the estate. Let's say from the grandfather. The father's father hasn't uh, ha- hasn't yet died, and he has he has some money, and that's going to come to them as well in the estate. So do we say, don't worry, Dina Yerusha is still going to apply over here, even though there's only fifteen hundred dollars in the father's estate right now. That's because he hasn't yet been Yorish, his own father, who's still alive. But there were there's still going to be Dina Yerusha on that money one day. No, still we don't look at that money, we look at the money that, that's in the father's estate when he dies, not the money that's rotly to come to him at some later point in time. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Afilu Yesham, Nechasim Sheinle Machrayas, Enon Klum, Achishom Nechasim Sheishle Machrayas, Yosal Sheikh Subastina. Rabbi Shimon adds even beyond that, even if there's metaltolin in the estate beyond the $1,500, we ignore that as well. It has to specifically be karka with which we are fulfilling the normal Dine Yerusha beyond the Ksubas Benedichrin in order for the Ksubas Benedichrin to still be operative. So that's the, uh, the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Gemara is going to bring a Brisa that explains the Din of the Mishnah. Tan Rabban, we have a Brisa as follows. Luzu, if a guy writes Luzu, Elef, Luzu, Chamishmeos. Exactly the case we mentioned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah never mentioned numbers. I, I gave the numbers in the Mishnah, but uh, it's just based on the Brisa. If one of them, uh, if to one of the women there's a ksubus benedichon of a thousand zuz, and the other one is five hundred zuz. Im yesha dinar, if there's a beyond the fifteen hundred that he owes for the ksubus benedichon of each of them, there's an extra dinar. Elu notan ksubus iman ve elu notan ksubus iman. Each of the sets of children can collect the ksubus benedichon as long as there's the, that extra dinar with which to do normal dina yerusha. But vim lav, if there's no moser dinar, then yachlaku b'shava. Then they're going to have to divide the estate. Equally, 750 for each, 
and uh, they're not going to be able to collect their ksubas min and So pshita, in the case, pshita merubin v'nismatu, in a case where, let's say, when the guy died, there was more than $1,500 in the estate, but then at the time that they actually came down to dividing the estate, let's say the value of the karka went down, and now that they're actually dividing it, there's no longer a moser dinar, so it's obvious in that case we'd say kvar zachu ben yarshin. doesn't matter, the yarshim already were zocha in the ksubas bin and so even though at the time that they're actually coming to divide it, it's only $1,500, we would still say that that's, uh, that's clearly uh, the Ksubus Bindichron is still, is still intact. But what if it's the opposite? What if it's Mu'atin V'nisrabu Mai? What if at the time that the man died, we evaluated the estate was exactly $1,500, and therefore there should not have been a Ksubus Bindichron, but now they come to divide it, and by the time anyone actually seizes possession of, the, of uh, their part of the Yerusha, now it's already worth $1,600. So now, they, can the people, the children who are owed the $1,000 of Ksubus Bindichron say, let's bring back Ksubus Bindichron, we'll get 1000 our half-brothers will get 500 and we'll split the extra 100 evenly. What's the din in that case? So Tashima, the Gemara brings a raya from the following. There was a guy, Bartzartzor, who was married to two women. One of them had a larger ksuba, ksuba than, the, than the other one, and they both died during his lifetime, and then he died. And um, and it was exactly this case. It was a case where the Nechassim were not sufficient to cover both Ksubas Bindichron and still have more left over. And then, by the time they came to divide it, it was sufficient because it went up in value. So they went to Rav Amram, the, the Yarshim of the smaller Ksuba, went to Rav Amram to ask if Muatin Nisrabu they have a din of Ksubas Bindichron or they just divide it evenly. So, uh, uh, so Amrulahu, Rav Amram said to the, the the children of the smaller ksuba, Zilu Paisinu, it's in your best interest to be Mephayes, the Bnei Ksuba Gedola, the children are owed the thousands of those, give them the Ksuba Spirin because now at the Shas Chaluka there's a Mosadina, so it's not just in your, not in your best interest, that, that's the Allah, the Allah is you're required to, uh, to, to make sure that everyone gets their Ksuba Spirin So, Lo uh, Ashkechu, they didn't listen, they didn't, uh, they didn't follow his advice because they didn't want to. <laughs> they would lose a lot of money that way. They'd rather not have ksubas bin and just split everything evenly. So they didn't listen to Rav Amram. Amrlu Rav Amram said to them, Ilom if you don't do what I told you to do, I'm going to uh, hit you with a malchus that doesn't cause any blood, to, doesn't cause you to bleed, which means I'm going to put you in a cherim, meaning malchus does cause people to bleed because it's extremely uh, Extraordinarily painful and uh, and harsh, but he said, "I'm going to hit you with a kind of malchus that doesn't cause people to bleed, which is a melitza. It's a way of saying that I'm going to put you in in cherim if you don't do exactly what I told you to do." Shadrinus or Avamram sent these yarshim lekameder of Nachman in front of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman is a great expert in dinim amnes, so he thought maybe they would uh, they would respect Rav Nachman's opinion. Amrlan Rav Nachman said, "Kishem shemruvin minismatu." Rav Nachman's psak was that just like if the mechasim were originally worth a lot and then uh, and then went down. In value, Yarshim. We say the 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 the, uh, the children who are owed the larger ksuba were already zocha in their yerusha. Said so too when originally the nechasim were worth very little, and now the nechasim are worth more, and now there is a moser dinar. The bnei ksuba katana already were zocha in the right to split it evenly, and therefore Rav Nachman disagreed with the Rambam. He says they don't have to be mafayis the bnei ksuba gedola. They already at the time that the father died, 
earned the right to split everything evenly because there was no Moser Dinar at the time that the father died. We don't look at the, uh, the Shas Chaluka, uh, we look at the Shas Misa in terms of determining whether there's a uh, Moser Dinar or not. So Al-Gabar is going to bring a number of halachos, that, uh, stories worth halachos that we could derive from our Mishnah. There was a guy that owed $1,000. And he happened to have, own two houses, and uh, each one was worth uh, $500. And he had sold both of the houses, each one for $500. So man owes, Ruven owes $1,000 to Shimon, Ruven owns two houses. At the time that he borrows $1,000 from Shimon, he owns two houses, each of them worth $500. He's sells each of them for $500 to Lekuchos, to Levi and Yehuda. Asa Shimon comes to collect his money, and Reuven says, sorry, I don't have any cash, I can't pay you. So So he goes to Levi, and he takes one of the houses away from Levi. But now he, So now he's been paid back $500 by taking one of the houses that are worth $500. So now he says, I'm still owed another $500. So he goes to Yehuda to take the other $500 house. Shakal Alpha Zuze. Now Yehuda says, No, I don't want you to take this house. Here's, here's the deal. I bought this house for $500, but to me, it's worth $1,000. To me, this house is worth way more than I paid for it. That's why I was uh, willing to buy it. I, I was willing to buy it because I thought it was a good investment. And to me, this house is really worth more. It's worth $1,000. So here's $1,000 cash. Vikazal Gabayan, he goes to uh, Shimon, who's owed, who's owed the money, and he says, Amalei, the, the Lokeach, says to, to the Balchov, the karka that, that you took is already worth $500. And really, you should only be entitled to uh, $500 more. But you can't take this house, because this house is not worth $500 to me. To me, it's worth $1,000. So here's the deal. Ishabilach Alpha Zuze, if you agree with my assessment of this house, that it's really worth $1,000, Salachi, then good. Then you can take this house, but then you better return the first one. Because if you agree with my assessment that it's worth $1,000, so then you can only take this house, you can't take anything else. The low, and if you don't want to take the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the karka for, for, the, for the full value of the chov, then shakal alfa zuzev yistalik. Then here's what you, then I'm going to give you $1,000 cash and give back the first house. Meaning either you have the option of uh, taking the, the, the one house for $1,000 and uh, not collecting both houses, or you'll get $1,000 cash. But you cannot get both houses, because to me, this house is worth $1,000. The question is, can the Lokech impose his own valuation of the house on the Balchov, on the person who's owed the money? The Lokech is saying, to me, it's worth that amount of money, and therefore you have to live with my assessment, my evaluation of what this house is worth. So I'm, I'm going to pay you the full thousand dollars if that's what you want. So Savarami Barcham Rami Barcham thought to say, that that's the case of the Moser Dinar and the Mishnah. What happened in our Mishnah if there was exactly $1,500 in the estate and the children who wrote $1,000 said, no, no, we evaluate it as $1,501 so that they could uh, get their full thousand and, and use that extra dollar as, uh, as a regular Yerusha so we don't listen to them. They can't make their own evaluation. So we thought to say the same thing over here. The Lokech can't make his own evaluation. It was worth $500. They paid $500. You can't say to me it's worth $1,000. Imam Rizal we had in our Mishnah that you're not allowed to just say we value it as more. 
So I'm really Rav, Rav said, no, me dummy. How do you compare the two cases? Hasam Yislip Pseidah Liasmi. Hacham Yislip Pseidah Alpha Yav Alpha Shakil. Over there, in our Mishnah, by evaluating it more than $1,500, you're costing the other Yisomim a lot of money. Meaning the children who have only the $500 Subhasmin and Dechrin are now going to get $500 instead of $750. So that's costing a lot of money. But over here, they're not costing anybody anything. They're saying you borrowed a thousand, you, you lent a thousand dollars. Good. We're going to give you a thousand. You'll get the full thousand back. We're going to give you a thousand dollars cash. So they're not actually costing him any amount of money. So maybe they do have the right to impose the second lokach. Yehuda does have the right to impose his own evaluation on them. So uh, says the Gemara Tirfa. If the uh, Beisdin takes it from the Lokach, the Kamakasvinan, how much do they write in the Shad Lokach that they can go and collect it from the, from the Mocher? Meaning, since he paid back the whole Chav, meaning, let, let's say they take the, uh, the, the field that he had, that he had bought. Beisdin writes a Shtar for the Lokach, that, that, uh, meaning, let's say the guy says, you just says, you're right, it's worth $1,000, I'm taking the field. I'm taking the field for $1,000 and I'll give back the other one. I'm only taking one of the, one of the houses for $1,000. So now the, the halacha is that when one of the lokech gets his land confiscated, when he gets his uh, property confiscated, so now Reuven is going to owe him his money back. So how much does Reuven owe him? Meaning he had a property that he had purchased for $500 taken away from him, but that went to pay the full chov of $1,000. So does, uh, does Ruvain now owe this lokeach $500, or does he owe him $1,000? So the kamakasvinan, how much do we write that he owes him? So Ravina Amar Ba'alfa, that he owes him the full thousand. Ravavira Amar Bechamishmeya, that he owes him 500. We pass him that he only owes him the 500. And Gemara now going to have the same exact case, same exact machlokas, just different names, but the same thing again. And different different money amounts, instead of 500,000, it'll be 1,500, but it's, it's the same, uh, same case. There was a person, again, owed 100 and he had two little uh, parts, uh, two little portions of land. And he sold each one for 50 to different lokhim. So the Balchov, who was owed the $100, came to take away, to confiscate the land. He took one piece of land away, then he went to go take the other piece of land away. He took uh, the Lokech, took the one who bought one of the pieces of land, took $100 cash, and he went to the Malve, and he said to the Malve, to me, this piece of karka that I bought, even though I only paid 50 bucks for it, to me, it's worth $100. If it's worth $100 to you as well, then great, then you could take that and only that as your full chov. But if you're not going to take the karka for the entire chov, meaning he's not saying the piece of land that, I, the piece of land that the other guy bought, the piece of land that you already collected is worth 100 zuz. So if you want to take that, that's, that's great. And if not, shekol me'azuzi ve'istalik. Take a hundred zuz for your entire chov, and then uh, leave it. And then you have to get rid of it. You have to return the land that you already collected from the other fellow. Savra of Yosef Lemeimer. So Yosef thought to say, That again, that's our Mishnah that the lokeach can't impose his own evaluation of the karka on the balchov. 
Amalei Abayis, Abayis said, no, you can't compare it to the Mishnah. Mi dami, hasam islu pseidali asmi, hachamai pseidali islay. In the case of the Mishnah, the Yisomim are going to lose out by the evaluation of the other Yisomim. But over here, there's no loss. Meya yav, meya shakil. It was a hundred zuz that he had given and a hundred zuz that he's getting back, so he doesn't lose anything. Betir for bekama kasvinan, and when the land gets confiscated, how much do we write? He's, he's owed by Ruvain, by the original of that. Ravina Amar that Ravina said it's 100, Ravavira says it's 50, we paskin 50. Now once we quote those uh, cases that are similar to the Mishnah in terms of evaluating the Nechassim, so uh, the Gemara is going to quote another Maisa that's also similar, that, uh, through the, the, uh, that w- when you have Karka that's worth part of a Chov, uh, whether that Karka that's worth part of the value of a Chov can actually be used to pay the whole Chov. There was a guy that owed 100 Zuz. Shachiv, the Lovid died. Shava Katina Da'ara, Tavashavi Chamishin Zuze. And he left over a piece of land that was worth 50 Zuz. So Balchov rightfully went and confiscated that land as part of the collection of his Chov. The Yisomim wanted the land back. So they bought it back from him, from the Balchov, for 50 Zuz. So But then the Balchov said, okay, now I'm collecting the land again, because it's worth 50 Zuz, and I'm owed another 50 Zuz. The Yisomim came to Abayi with the Taina, that the 50 Zuz that they gave to the Balchov was their own money that they were buying the land back with. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't money that they were paying back Chov Aviham with, that they were paying back the father's Chov with. They were just buying the land back. Abayi says, well, the some have a mitzvah to pay back the Chov of their father, and therefore, the first 50 Zuz that they paid, we assume, they were trying to do that mitzvah of paying back the Chov of their father. And now that he's, uh, that he's collecting, he's collecting Bedin, he has the right to collect the rest of the land. But that's only if they didn't make it explicit that they were paying those 50 Zuz for that land. But if they specifically said, we're paying this 50 Zuz not to pay Chov Aviyam, but specifically because we want this land, well then that's, uh, that certainly counts as if they were just paying for that land, and then the guy cannot come collect from them again. Okay, we'll pick up from Rukhav Rebbe tomorrow. Oh, yeah.